welcome back. It's the one and only Queen El Nana. It's your King Mary. I got to go second just because Brian is not here. We're missing our rib. Missing our rib. Nah, he ain't my rib. <laughs> he, might be. He, ain't a, he ain't my rib. He's my toe. He's your toe? Yeah, he's missing. We missing my big toe. Oh, wow. Well, your big way. toe is an important part of your uh, ability to walk. I guess, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine walking without your big toe? No, nah, I couldn't. Be tough. It would be tough. Yeah, so we are we're missing our, our King BG of SC. Yes, but we're here. We are here. No doubt about it. Nope. One queen one queen, one king. One queen, one king. That's How was your same. week? It's been it's been nice. I've had a pretty good week. Yeah, you smiling and happy. You must got you some this week, didn't you? <laughs> That's uh, what it I was. Do not disclose that information. Okay, well. Not public knowledge. You so. are. You glowing. Could be. Is well, that what they say? You it's glowing? The wig. It's, it's, the, it's the wig. It's the new wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's the curl wig it's, right there, it's, too. It's, right? it's, it's the, the curly bob with the bang. It's the S curl wig <laughs> <laughs> with the bang. It's the bang. <laughs> it's that Michael Jackson curly wig. <laughs> One of these days when we actually do a live show, people will see my different hairstyles. Ah, okay. You know, every week we, I, I change it up. We're supposed to do it this week. We um, were. Since Brian's not here, I guess we'll push it back. He will. Until next week. That's good. It is. some week, one of these weeks. One of these weeks, yeah. It is all good. All good in the hood. So you got some shits for today? I always have some shit. What's so funny? <laughs> Whether or not people want to talk about it or not. I know you don't like to talk about politics, but I think it's very, it's, it warrants us to say that we do have a new president-elect. Yes, we do. Y'all won. Y'all beat me States. out. <laughs> I ain't afraid Trump to admit supporter. it, but we're going to see. We'll see how good y'all's got. Can get them, see if he can get America great again. Tell you something. A meteor with a beard is much better than Donald J. Trump. Okay. Okay. We'll uh, see. We will see. And we uh, definitely will see. I mean, he has not yet conceded. That's what I was going to say. There ain't no guarantee he won. Like. <laughs> he hasn't yet conceded. I mean, the numbers are in the favor of Joe Biden. Um, I think it came out yesterday that uh, the, the votes came in for the final count for Alaska came in and um, uh, t- Trump got Alaska, but I think that's only like two electoral votes or okay. something. So he's a. But they're doing a recount, in, and I just heard on the radio they're doing a recount in Georgia. He wants a recount in Georgia, but here's the thing: he he was telling, and he being Donald Trump was telling his supporters not to do mail-in ballots, to do in-person voting. So that's what that's the first for them. That's the first to be counted, right? The in-person voting, in-person um ballots are counted, and then the mail-in and provisional ballots are then counted afterwards. That's what brought Joe Biden, you know, gave him the upper hand because he was telling Democrats and people who his supporters do the mail in ballots if you don't feel comfortable going out there and standing in line, especially with coronavirus. happening. Right. So a lot of people did that. Not to mention in Georgia, you have Stacey Abrams. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Um, yeah, they say she did. She did. She was out there, got 800,000 plus people to register to vote. You know, I was eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. That's and she lost though. She right? lost in two thousand and eighteen to Brian Kemp for the governor, um, mm-hmm. the governor race, which that's a whole different conversation. But she turned that pain into purpose and got out there and said, "We need to get out there and vote. We need to make a difference. It's not just about having a president in the office because they can't do anything unless they have the right people in the right. Senate to exactly. help push these bills and stuff." Well, so, shout out to the Queen Stacy. Yes, yes. Shouts out to Queen Stacy. Think if Keisha was uh, vice president, though. You know what? I think Keisha needs a little bit more grooming. Now that's that's why I would have liked it. <clears throat> you would liked she, it, yeah. She's still she's still a little 
rough under the edges, but it would have made for a good four years. She would have been up there cussing people out. That's what I'm saying. It would have made for a good four <laughs> years. Couldn't be no no more than the shit show John, Donald Trump put on for the last Child, four or so. She, and he refuses. Sis refuses to resign, honey. Hey. It's going to be a hot mess. But, you know, um, his people are mad. His supporters are mad. Yeah. When I yeah. tell you, Matt, I've been unfriended on Facebook because I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't care. I, um, I've i had people delete my comments when they post stuff and I comment on it. And I, it's not hateful comments. I'm just like, explain to me what you mean. And they'll delete it. So to me, that's an admission of you don't know what Fuck you're talking you. about, right? <laughs> and yeah, and you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, but they also, I found out that some of his supporters have started a whole new like platform called Parler. P-A-R-E-L-E-R. P-A-R. L-E-R. Yes. And someone sent me a screenshot of a post. R-L-E-R. Parlor. Yeah, because Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is, of course, censoring a lot of the, the hateful rhetoric, right? Uh-huh. So they've created a platform and my um free speech. Free speech. Oh yeah, and they speak Ooh. freely. Wow. Look, someone sent me a screenshot of something that someone posted on there. Yeah, I'm it's not gonna the, sign up to this. Here, no, here's here's what they said. There needs to be some sort of reform. Liberals have proven for years they can't be trusted with anything. Just an opinion, but not only but not only should they not be allowed to hold office, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. They are basically free-ranging criminals who not only the U.S. who not only the U.S. but the world would be better off without. To me, the easiest fix is every conservative kill two liberals. I'm sure most everyone knows one or two. If we all killed two in a single day, there would be so many dead, but no one would, no one alive would give a damn. Immediately, all of our problems would be gone, and life would be so good. Literally, everyone would say, "Why didn't we do this sooner?" We could literally turn Earth, or at least the U.S., into heaven by getting rid of the problem at the root. This is a post. Hmm. So when they say liberals, what do they mean? Black people or just people who Democrats. Are not, okay, Democrats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they refer— Ooh, that's a lot of killing. Dem, yeah, they refer to Democrats as liberals and conservatives as uh, 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 Republicans as conservatives. So that's what this country has basically— That's a lot of killing. It was a lot of blue states. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. if you think about it, 70 million people voted for Trump. 70 million people either like him or think he did a good job. 70 million people mm. to Joe Biden's 74 million and counting. It's so, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of people walking around so with a fucked up mindset. So Joe Biden's 4 million above. So I'm not take- mistaken, yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to take him four million. I'm one that didn't vote, so it's probably a lot of people out there like me. Right. So, you know, he might be at about six or seven million. All right. We we outnumber him if that's what they're going for. Yeah. But, I mean, isn't that? Well, if that's what y'all going for. I'm not, isn't, isn't that a no, fucked up I told up you what I like. Yeah, it is. That's a fucked up way of thinking. But that's what we're at. That's where we're at in the world. Like, it's, some evil people in the world. There's been evil things going on, and it's just where we're at with it. It but is. I ain't great dive no political shit. It's like, stupid, right? It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. I'm like over politics though. Yeah, I'm not. Really? It ain't that serious with me. Like, and I I'm I'm trying to understand out of those 70 million, what did Trump do that 
like I want to know affected too. your lifestyle personally. Like, does what he does or what he did as a president mm-hmm. going to affect your kids somehow, some way? I don't know. I've never looked at politics like that. I never looked at politics as like, to me personally, whoever the president is, I, I'm, I haven't found a president. I wasn't alive for a president mm-hmm. to do something for me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? So kind of mm-hmm. like, it don't even matter who the president is, shit's going to happen. Well, you know, I think the, 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 the thing that Trump incited in a lot of his followers was the ability to openly hate and they mask it in the form of, oh, he did a lot for the economy, or he's doing a lot for black people, mm. or you know, he he's doing a lot to 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 change the world. Ain't no president world. done nothing for black people, so well, first <laughs> they of can all, hang that shit up. He he donated to HBCUs, which he's Beyonce done that. So. I mean, I was about to say shit. a lot of millionaires do that, yeah. so I don't see why that should be something that black people should be happy about. But aside from that, not all black people go to HBCUs, by the way. So that's a mute point. Besides that, I think he really, when you listen to him speak, you hear a lot of his divisive tone, which incites a lot of excitement into people who are like, yeah, you know? Yeah, but see, my thing is, it ain't like it wasn't there. It wasn't there, but it wasn't as celebrated. You know what I'm saying? There were a lot of closet. Yeah, but we had this conversation before. Like like when Obama came president, wasn't black people feeling a little proud, walking around with their chest out? My president's black, we're doing songs. So it's kind of like, Shit, he what he done is what Obama done to black people. But here's the thing, though: there's a difference between pride and hateful pride, which I don't think a lot of this black is America. People, it is America. <laughs> so You're right. what, what do you mean by hateful pride? Like this always been here. It's always been here, but it's to the point where it's in your face now. Like people are deliberately going the to the grocery store. Same and thing Obama did, nigger, and I'm just know. saying, black people was like. Play more, me personally, I thought black people played more of a slave role, which we still do, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. But when Obama became president, we kind of like stuck our chest out a little more. It, because it was a proud moment, right? For a black man, a, bl- a black man who grew up, you know, the way he did. He didn't grow up so with tell money. Me, so tell me the difference between a black man that didn't grow up with money mm-hmm. and feeling proud about his president being black. Because he worked Than his- a racist motherfucker <laughs> growing up <laughs> with no friend. money. No, I'm just saying, thinking. You talking about Trump? Yeah. So think, think. Okay, so you got a black person that grew up with no money mm-hmm. and sees a black president, he's proud, or mm-hmm. even an older person mm-hmm. who never would have thought mm-hmm. a president would ever be black. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between those people mm-hmm. and the old white slave owners mm-hmm. seeing a, a president that ain't scared or entices racism? Mm-hmm. Fuck blacks. Mm-hmm. And a young black, I mean, a young white poor person mm-hmm. who's racist growing up, grown up in the back here. I'm from, like I said, I'm from Kentucky, so I didn't seen it. They just the same. The black and the white is just the same. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? What's the difference that you're talking about between Obama and, and Trump, right? Yeah. So I would say with Obama, we were proud because as a nation and as a people, you actually got to see a black man step up and become a president of the United States. He was smart, or he is smart. I'm speaking of him and like he's not no longer here, knock on wood. He is smart. <laughs> He is well-spoken. He's knowledgeable. He worked his way up there. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't given to him. Where you look at Donald Trump, and you listen to the two people speak side by side, Donald Trump grew up with money. You know, his grandparents were allegedly KKK members, right? Okay. Um, and and so you, you're talking about somebody who speaks differently. When Donald Trump speaks, mm-hmm. there's no intelligence. There's nothing behind it except for, 
you know, which is half of America. No, I'm not. I am See, not. What I'm, saying? I'm not arguing uh, with you at all. What uh, I'm okay. saying is that it's a dangerous thing to incite all of this in people and then leave. Well, first of all, he doesn't want to leave. He's he's not going to concede, and that if he does, even if the votes don't come in for him, he's going to run again in 2024. Whatever, hey. Donald. Whatever. Then he might win. Then who knows? Whatever. I mean, America because voted is- him once. Yeah, but just as many people that love Obama, but just as many black people that went out and voted for Obama to see prior out, mm-hmm. or it was just as many white people who's racist, yeah, whose grandparents were slave owners, whose grandparents was KKK, mm-hmm. whose grandparents probably still don't like black people. Mm-hmm. So like, a whole I think Obama and Trump is people. is one of the same. Mm. Well, not saying it like that. I'm not saying you're, what you're saying. I think you said so. You Obama did have fans. A lot of people voted for Obama because he was black. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand his platform. They didn't know what his policies were. But the they difference voted for between Obama and Trump, like you said, was he was well spoken. He's intelligent. He but wasn't just for all of those things that he was. Mm-hmm. What Trump was. It's a lot of people that are like that, that are dumb, mm-hmm. that didn't graduate, that sound dumb. That's what I'm saying, yes. It's so plenty he, of those people in the has, world. That's what he has, his base. And his base, when you listen to them talk, you're like, but his policies don't even affect you because you don't even make it a certain matter. amount of money. He sounds like, that's he what I'm care. saying. He, he sounds like, he sounds like I can relate to him. Because Same way we can yes. relate to Obama. Yes. And we did relate to Obama. It's a lot of people that His can relate base. to him. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, they tough. 70 million. Child. Yeah, and they can relate to him. Oh, I was that man. dumb, dirty child whose granddaddy <laughs> hung black people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Yeah, it's not funny, but it is. Because it when, is. Um, I watched the Daily Show, and um, they do this. This guy goes to Trump rallies, and and he basically um, he incites so much. He, like, he interviews these Trump supporters, uh-huh. and when you hear him talk, you be like, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot he said, of them, He man. said, what do you think about 9-11? Oh, it was Obama's fault. And he was like, sure, it was Obama's fault, 9-11? Do you know when 9-11 happened? He goes, yeah, 2000, uh, September 11, 2001. And the guy, the interviewer was like, Obama wasn't even president in 2001. He was right. like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, it's plenty of them, wow. Man. So I don't get offended anymore when, pe- when people try to argue with me and say Donald Trump is a great president. I just put him in that box and go, this is, this. Yeah. Go ahead. You got to. This is this. I mean, is, and that's the you. thing about it. Like, no argument needed. Right. I think it's where we at in America is <laughs> we are we are giving America and the people of America too much credit, non-deserved credit. Child. Like, cause we thinking, okay, it's got to be some smart. If cause you're thinking of self, so mm-hmm. you're thinking I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I can speak, I can do this. Right. I went to school, I did this, I did right. that. And you thinking half of America's like that. And half of America is not. Nope. Half of America is basically like Donald Trump. Yep. And the other half is like Obama. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like whether we put them in two different parties or not. Yeah, let's get rid of the America, party man. lines. I I I've I've never, you know, the whole Democrat Repub- Republican thing, it's so it's so murky. And I understand, you know, that's the country was built on, you know, the Democrat, Republican, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But let's do what makes sense. Let's let's choose leaders who who make sense. We're, that person is not going to come in and change everything all of a sudden. We don't ex, we shouldn't expect them to be saviors. Just like you know, I don't expect my manager to know everything. Sometimes I might know more than she does, right? But I expect her to lead and understand policies and understand where to take us. She knows the end goal, and we collectively work together to that's get us the, there. That's the credit right? I'm talking about. That's the credit that most Americans give other Americans. Oh, yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? We're giving her credit thinking she should know how to lead, how to do this. And most people don't. No. So, therefore, like, we get stuck in a place where we thinking that they, they it's like, 
saying common sense ain't so common. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We think all the time. We thinking a motherfucker got common sense, but the majority <laughs> of the time they don't. And they nope. do make foolish mistakes during that time mm-hmm. of not having common sense that we thought, mm-hmm. well, shit, it would be easy. You should have thought, you know, but we had America hey. has showed us all that common sense really common ain't common. Sense. When you elected fucking Donald Trump as president. Donald Trump. But then you got to think back, Trump. like, Ronald Reagan, he was an actor. He came, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, we really will uh, America, elect anybody. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> like, nigga, you, I think, I mean, what's criteria is what, only 35? 35, um, be a citizen. Um, that's all I can. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So yeah. it's kind of like shit. <laughs> and you, and if you can get, if you can get a couple of million, I bet you a Kardashian, because one of the Kardashians can run for president. I bet you they win. can. Do you know how many million people tune in week, weekly to watch that show? Psh. Was it every time they post on Instagram that it was like what is three million dollars or something they make or something like that? Is it? Someone yeah, they were saying they make a certain amount of money every time they post on Instagram. They make more money posting on Instagram than they do on their you know filming their show. For real? Yes. Damn. Yes. Chloe's starting to look more and more black too. Don't even. That's another shit for another day. <laughs> she used to be one of my favorites, but now I'm like, girl, what are you doing? What hey, are you doing? Hey, they want us. They want to be us so bad. They do. They don't. And we accept it. Jeez. And we mm. make them famous. What I we stopped do. watching that show about 10 years ago. I never watched it. I don't even know what the show When they started to show about. up looking like different versions, I'm like, is that Kylie? Or is it somebody else? Wow, this girl changed her whole face. You know what? If you like it, I love it. Because mm. if I had some millions, trust and believe, it's going to be some nipping and tucking going on. For real? Yes. Why, though? What do you mean, why? Yeah, why? Why would it be? Why would you do it? Listen, I work out entirely too much, and I enjoy having a flat stomach for a couple of... Uh, look over, like, I thought I heard something. Ah, it's probably Shannon. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, what is happening? Do I need to... But I've been hearing... I've been hearing I was hearing shit last night and got, got kind of spooked, for real. We need, I went we need upstairs to and got in bed and cuddled. <laughs> Said, Shannon, I've been, I was hearing shit downstairs. Huh? I don't know what's down there, but uh, we're there. If we're gonna die together, we're gonna. Nah, she. She. After I told her that last night, she pulled out the oil. Uh huh. So, hey. Okay. Hopefully, we good. Don't make me have to break out in the prayer up in this camp. Hey, I'll do it. I hope not. I hope not. I'll do it. Mm. All right. So, So, which one do? Let's get into it. Let's get our guest on. Okay. Yeah. Let's call up our guests. All right. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Going good. Good. How are you? Good. 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 I'm good. Can you hear us well or hear me well? I can hear you well. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. Loud and clear. Good. Okay. You can hear? Yep. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you and then we can get started. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so this week we have my very own friend. Don't say nothing, Mary. <laughs> I ain't said nothing. I ain't said nothing at all. <laughs> Mrs. Mima Rita Noiby. She, woohoo! Yes. <laughs> she, Mima um, has over 20 years of experience helping individuals and businesses excel financially. So she is all about the monies. Um, she holds a bachelor's degree in accounting from Georgia Southern University. Woo woo, GSU, the real you GSU. Yes, uh, the real GSU. You went no Delta, so oh, you know what? Whatever. 
Uh, and she has a master's degree in business from Mercer University and is a licensed certified public accountant. Maima has her own firm and um, MLN, MLN Accounting. And we are so happy to have Maima on here to speak about her uh, her experience, her expertise, and to share all of her knowledge with us because 2020, we need to go into 2021 talking about money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And how to get plenty of it. Yes. <laughs> welcome, yeah. Ima. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on here and, um, you know, share your knowledge and expertise with us. We've been speaking a lot about having you here and we, I said, you know, we have to have you. So I know I called you all of a sudden or texted you uh, two weeks ago. I was like, can you come on the show? And you're like, girl, let me get ready. So thank you so much for uh, making time for us because I know it's, you know. My pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, tell us about MLN accounting and all things financial that, you know, you provide for your your customers. All righty. Well, um, I am, well, my accounting firm, we service businesses and individuals. Um, we've been around for 10 years in Gwinnett County. Office is located in Duluth. Um, more, a majority of our clients own small businesses. So we do everything from helping them with their um, monthly accounting, payroll, year-end taxes, getting their employees, you know, their documents out, W-2s, 1099. So where their go-to accounting um, accounting team. And then I also service individuals, um, mainly tax preparation and just helping them um, just get their finances together. I always try to offer advice and consultation and be that source that my clients can turn to if they choose to. Some mm-hmm. people just want in and out. <laughs> some people want to know. Some people, you know, take my advice. And I've seen clients start out early in their career mm-hmm. and um, followed my advice and literally, you know, grew to where they want to be. Mm-hmm as far as their careers. And of course that comes with, you know, a good salary and using it, um, wisely. So yeah, that's what I do. You know, I have, I don't have a large roster of clients. I try to limit it to what, um, I feel comfortable. And, you know, the good thing about having your own firm is that, you know, you get to work with the people that you want to work with people that appreciate your service. And so it's a mutually beneficial relationship that I have with my clients and I appreciate all of them. And, um, yep. That's That's what's up. So when it comes to, you said you, 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 your clients are small businesses. What, at what point in a business owner's, I guess, lifetime, right? Should they come see you? Is it at the beginning? Is it in the middle? After they make so much money? Yeah. That is a great question. I actually have, probably rotating like 10 people that (laughs) continuously, um, you know, have that question for me. Mm -hmm. My advice as an accountant is at the beginning. Okay. You want to make sure, first of all, that you're starting. I've helped people start businesses. I mean, I incorporate their business, you know, for them. And I offer consultations. 
So, I mean, a CPA is, I'm not even tooting my own horn, but we are like the best financial person to have on mm-hmm. your side if you want your business to, to succeed. Yeah. You also need an attorney as well. I'll give a plug to my attorneys out there. But um, if you want a successful business, you want to begin a relationship mm-hmm. with an accountant. So the thing about it is, you know, everyone starts a business and everyone has a budget, right? Mm-hmm. Some people bootstrap it and they may not be able to afford my services, but that's when you start out with something small, like, you know, getting your annual taxes done. But if I was to advise a new business owner, I'd say before you even start your business, you need to consult with an accountant okay. because there's different business entities mm-hmm. that work well with different types of businesses and different business entities save you money. Like a lot of people are very familiar with an LLC, mm-hmm. but what a lot of people do not know is that as an LLC, you actually get to decide how you want to be taxed. So oh. yeah, you can be taxed as um, a sole proprietor. You can be well, taxed as an S corp or a C corp. So, um, and there's a little bit more to that. I mean, you can have an LLC, but like if you want to be taxed as a C corp, which is what most fortune 500 companies are, your Mm -hmm. AT&T, you know, all these companies, they're usually C corps. You have to have, um, you know, there's criteria for each. So I'd say at the beginning, at least, at least, pay for a consultation mm-hmm. with an accountant. And, you know, the thing about business when you're starting it that I tell a lot of um, my, you know, business clients is that an accountant is a necessity. So mm-hmm. if you're starting a business, your pricing should budget for it. There's a lot of yeah. things that your pricing needs to budget for. I mean, paying yourself, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever overhead you have. A lot of times people think about that, but they don't think about the crucial services that come along with being a successful business owner. Paying taxes, you have to budget for that, you know. Yeah. But um, I definitely say, you know, at least at the beginning, consult with an accountant, consult with an attorney before you start your business. Okay. And this is after you've registered your, was it EI? Um, uh, was it? No, this is before that. Oh, so this is when you think I want to start Nana's bomb hairdos.com. Nana's yes, wigs. Before that. <laughs> Nana's wigs. <Yes. laughs> before you Leave start Nana's wigs. Wig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as soon as I think about it, I should see um, a business attorney, see a CPA and say, okay, here is what I'm thinking about doing. And then you talk through how to budget, right? What to allocate for. Um, yes. Okay. okay. So how much should the person set aside for an accounting in their budget? For, I mean, everyone, the, there's a variety of hourly rates. The average hourly rate for a CPA is going to run you about $250 Ooh. on average. But see, it can be higher. So that's the low side. I'll say average. <laughs> you know, some will bill you at $500, you know, an hour. So, but you have to think about what you're going to save. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that I've had to help. And um, I mean, the savings, you know, that's how you have to think about it. Doing it the right way saves you money. 
that's the value that we bring to our clients, the money saving aspect. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two fifty an hour. They better come with the right questions because. It- <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna be quick questions. I don't want them long drawn out <laughs> answers. No, I want a yes or no. Is this possible? I don't want. No. I don't want paragraph it's answers. It's an investment. It's an inve- and it's an ongoing investment. So after you come see them and it's, uh, they come see you to establish your business, once the business starts going, it's ongoing because you offer additional services, like you said, payroll, accounting, um, finance, taxes, tax. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, yep, it, all the boring stuff that business owners do not want to do. Yeah. I hear that. Shoot. So and I, a lot of times I'm not good with numbers at all. Yeah. They overlook it and they just, you know, people are busy running their yeah. business. And when you have a business that's so far removed from actual, you know, accounting and all that stuff, a lot of times people just, you know, don't think about it until it's too late and Uncle Sam comes, mm. you know, knocking on their door or something like that. Mm. So And they do not. Yeah. <laughs> They do not. That's the last thing you ever want is issues with the IRS. Okay, so as far as a business goes, as a, this is the tax part of it. I have a couple of okay. tax questions. <laughs> sure. I got friends that... Uh, the clock starts now, Mary. Oh, okay. 2.50. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so check this. No. So say I, I, got a, I got a friend who has a business, right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't paid taxes personally <gasps> or with their business in like the last six years. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How, what's the repercussions of that? What what happens, you know, what's the penalty for that? So say they so, go say they I they go file this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's too late. Is it too late? To file? Yeah. I don't know. I thought they moved it. Didn't they move to October the 15th or something? Extended the deadline? I have no idea. I, I can answer that. <laughs> it's yeah. never too late to file. It's okay. never too late to file. Yeah. You they missed the filing deadline, but it's never too late to file because Here's the thing, the IRS, they can go back indefinitely, but generally speaking, they won't go back past 10 years. So your friend who hasn't filed for six years, they're liable for all six years. And um, let me tell you what happens. Um, Your friend, is your friend, a? did you say your friend was a business owner? Yes, but he says he hasn't filed for his business and he, he hasn't filed personally neither. Okay, so your friend is a huge risk taker. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I mean, how free can you live having something like that, you know, being held over your head? But they can go back. I have had clients come to me, and let me tell you when they come. Um, They come when they receive notice from the IRS or whatever state they're in. And it happens. And I've had a client who had to come to me early on when I started my firm, who literally the IRS, he had a tree cutting business. You know what? Being an accountant, that's when you realize how much money people make doing like the most basic basic Uh thing. And he made, when I tell you buku money, he made enough money to pay his taxes. He had a crew. Um, you know, he paid them, cut payroll, but just never filed his payroll taxes, Ooh. never filed his business taxes, and never filed his personal taxes. And they came to take his house. <gasps> and that's when Ooh. he has to sit down and go back 
for 10 years and do all of it, including penalties. And luckily, I also do, as a CPA, I can represent you in front of the IRS. So he did have a hefty tax bill. But, um, you know, with a lot of back and forth, I was able to get him a settlement with the IRS. But it was still a pretty penny. I mean, had he been doing this all along? Because the thing about it is they, they hit you with penalties and interest when you don't file. And being he a was, non- what, what, But what if his business wasn't making that much money? If his business made over $600, he has to file. Ooh. If he has a business that he's registered with the state and he's not making any money, he has to file. Okay. So, you know, your friend, I don't know what his exact business structure, but depending on your business structure, like if you have an S-Corp, C-Corp, or a partnership, you have to file every year. In fact, just being late, they actually, one of the penalties is per shareholder, and it's $250 per shareholder. So if it's just him, so it, it all depends. But the point of the matter is, if you have a business, filing is not an option. The $600 that I mentioned is someone like that may be subcontracting and, you know, I mean, who can live off $600? So if he has a business and he has a loss, you know what? I will tell you, that's actually a reason to file. Many people feel like if they're running a business and they have, you know, they're making money, but their expenses is out Mm -hmm. the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Like some of my restaurant clients, you know, restaurants, any business where you have heavy equipment and, you know, building sometimes, you know, it takes, you know, a year or so to really make a profit. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to lose your loss. You can carry over your loss. And at times, that loss actually benefits you tax-wise. So if he actually is not making money because, you know, his expenses are more than a revenue that he makes, he's actually doing himself a disservice because when the IRS is, when they come for you, they don't care about your expenses. They just care about your revenue. Yeah. So after a certain point, you can't even tell them, oh, I had, you know, all of this and expenses without showing actual receipts. So when I help clients get caught up, they're actually doing themselves a disadvantage because they, first of all, they if they're not filing, they don't have all their receipts in order. Yeah. They know how much money they made, but they don't know what they spent. So a lot of times they actually end up mm. shortchanging themselves on, you know, deducting all their expenses for their business. So, um, so receipts um, are important. Yeah, receipts are definitely important for business. Um, you know, even if you're. What about you know, like invoices? Is all it counted, counted in, as a receipt, receipts? Yes, it's definitely Paper counted more, as a okay. receipt. I'll tell you what is not counted or what is hard. You're, a lot of times people think they could just use a credit card or debit card and then your bank statement. Your bank statement is not a receipt. And I'll tell you why. Mm, I would have thought so. Some things are not tax deductible as a business, you know, especially depending on what type of business. So if you go just because you're purchasing something, it doesn't mean it's a business expense. So, you know, keeping your receipts to show that it's a business expense is very important because when you're audited by the IRS, that's their whole goal is to prove that these expenses are not business expenses. So you definitely want to keep your receipt because your receipt shows what you purchased, you know, what you spent the actual funds on. Wow. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So you got to keep mm-hmm. stacks and stacks and stacks of receipts and make sure You got to keep it. Yep. Wow. That's the true yep. definition of keeping the receipts. <laughs> 
You got yeah. the receipts. Wow. So let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> let's say someone comes to you. What's so and, funny? No, I'm only uh. laughing because, you know, this stuff is very interesting. I mean, as an individual, mm-hmm. and they filed their taxes mm-hmm. every year, but they owed and have not paid mm-hmm. the Internal Revenue Service. What is their liability? And I mean, are they, I've heard of tax liens. Mm-hmm. So if you've filed your taxes and you owe, mm-hmm. first of all, um, the IRS expects you. A lot of people think that with these extended tax deadline, like, mm-hmm. so the original tax deadline for individuals is April 15th. Right. Um, unless, you know, the there's a DC holiday that sometimes moves it back or mm-hmm. forth, you know, but generally the tax deadline is April 15th. You can file for an extension for any reason. You don't even have to give them a reason. You get an automatic six month extension to August 15th. Oh. But if you owe, you're still supposed to pay on April 15th. They just give you an extension to file your taxes, but n- you never receive an extension to pay your taxes. So if you haven't paid on April 15th, you are being assessed interest and penalty, non-payment penalties. So that's being added to the amount that you owe. Um, there are programs out there that I help my clients with, like, you know, the tree um, company guy owner that I help. Mm-hmm. But the IRS does have programs to help you get reduce the amount that you owe. So oh. the thing about it, course, just like anything else, there's, you know, you have to qualify. Mm-hmm. So that's when, you know, you know, you go and you talk to, you know, a CPA or an accountant, or they have some debt relief companies out there that specialize mm-hmm. in tax debt. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you meet the qualifications, you may be able to reduce the amount that you owe. One thing I will say, it's usually for larger amounts. And I tell people, um, if you don't owe at least five digits, the likelihood of you qualifying is low. Okay. So, you know, five digits as 10,000, but you know, the IRS does have programs, you know, the fresh start program to Mm -hmm. help you, you know, get back on track. They do want you to pay and the IRS, believe it or not, they know that life happens Mm -hmm. and, um, people aren't always able to pay. They Mm -hmm. just want proof. You just can't tell them life is happening before you qualify for any of those programs, you are going to have to give them your DNA basically so that they know that, um, you weren't just dodging your taxes, taxes. that you actually have a reason like unemployment or unemployment. Unemployment is a valid reason actually. It's the last thing you want to think about when you're not working is paying your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, while we're on that and especially since, we are in November. Mm-hmm. One thing that I tell my clients to do at this point in time, you can actually, some clients, you know, they actually send me their information to mm-hmm. do like a quick analysis to see where they are before the year ends. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you can always adjust your withholdings and take out a little more so that you don't hey. have to write a large check April 15th. Some people like to wait until April 15th to pay the IRS. Some people are like, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, so some, yeah, you can look at your W-2. I tell people just, you know, of course, I look at these all day, every day. So mm-hmm. it's easier for me. But do a quick glance and see how much you're paying in federal taxes. If it's below 10 percent, mm-hmm. which is an easy calculation, mm-hmm. you might want to, you know, pay a little bit more. You know, if you're at 10 percent, you're probably OK. That's the number that Damn. I just throw out there for people. Yeah. 10%. So 10% yeah. as a single or 10% as a... So it does get more complicated. So that's why, you know, to give a percentage, that's why I just use 10%. Okay. Because if you have dependents, then that percentage may be lower. Mm-hmm. But I just like to use 10% as a threshold. So for okay. anyone, single, married, children, anyone can use 10%. If you really want to be more precise, you can look at your prior year um, tax return, see how much you made, see how much you paid. If this is what mid-November, if what you've paid so far in 2020 is drastically lower than Mm -hmm. what you paid in 2019, Mm -hmm. but your earnings were the same, then you're not paying enough and you need to pay more. (laughs) If it's drastically higher and everything else is the same, then you've paid too much and you can expect, you know, a, a refund, refund in okay. 2021. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like getting refunds. I don't like. Yeah. But oh, I like, I like for my clients to be proactive and give them things they could do. So mm-hmm. when we're together at the end, That's you know, we're not like, there's no sticker shock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I owe the IRS one year. And when I tell you that man told me that how much <laughs> I owed, I had tears well up in my eyes. Oh, I yeah, was like, what fun. thousand? How many thousand? And because I didn't realize it was my bad though. I um I changed my withholdings and forgot to change it back. Yes, my wife yeah. did that. That was a painful, she did that for like a painful reminder. Year or two. Oh yeah. yeah. That hurt like a mother lover. Um yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So when it comes down to because I never know what to withhold like how much to withhold as a single filer. I never mm-hmm. know if I'm withholding enough or not enough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I count, do I, I count myself as one person, right? I don't mm-hmm. file, what is it, what, file zero or... Independent. And, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is worse? Because I know a lot of people don't know. Whenever I, I used to work in, in, um, in HR, people would ask me, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. to put down there. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I and should be able to... you worked in HR? Uh, yeah, I, I got pushed in human resources. No, okay. you're not supposed to advise people on what to, how much to, I can't be liable for telling you, oh, put three people down as your dependent. Yeah. Four people, I can't. That's not up to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a huge liability. I don't know. You might put 20 people down. Then comes in, Nana yeah. told me to do it. Yep. And you're the only one living yep. in your house. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I know some people who do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, oh, well, you just told on them, so you're liable for it. So no one is. I know people who do no, it. I yeah, didn't say, I didn't the say their name. You're just as guilty if you know the crime. I was like, I can't advise you to do that. But I mean, I know that you know accountants frown upon that, and you know you try not, you try to advise people not to over. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Don't over exaggerate <laughs> on your dependents, <laughs> just so you can save money from you know from each paycheck, right? No, not really. I mean, you have you have to know what someone's goal is. Mm-hmm. So that's when tax planning comes into play. But um, some people literally do not want to pay until April 15th. 
But the problem is they work for someone and mm-hmm. they, you know, are going to get a W-2 and something has to be withheld unless you're a college student and someone is supporting you. Mm-hmm. So some people will put 20 so they could pay as little taxes as possible right. throughout the year. And then, but they know and they are prepared to pay Uncle Sam April 15th. So it's a, it's a strategy. So it's not always, I don't frown upon anything. Okay. My thing is, you know, as long as you are aware and you're prepared mm-hmm. to do it. So I do have clients who, you know, um, maybe they're getting a bonus sometimes, you know, and that bonus, that bonus may come like halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. And after that, they want to bring home as much money as possible. But they're also, they could be investing it, mm-hmm. you know, earn a little bit of interest and then pull it out and pay Uncle Sam. So it's not, it's not horrible. Okay. I mean, it's, taxes, it's, a it's all, the reason why I like it and I got into it, it's like a puzzle. It's like solving a puzzle. Yeah. So there's different ways to do things. You just have to do it to your advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. I like the way you said that because you see, you don't frown upon it. It it just, everybody's different. So it all depends on what your goal is. Yeah, I don't frown upon anything. Mm -hmm. I deal with, I serve the public. I deal with all levels of clients, all types of clients, Mm -hmm. nothing. (laughs) You know, I don't judge. I don't frown upon anything because that's not my job. My job is to help you succeed financially and to, you know, teach you a little bit about, Mm -hmm. you know, finance along the way. Nice, nice. So about this financial planning, tell us a little bit more about what you do with your um, businesses to help them out with their financial planning. Yeah, well, most of the time, I mean, I I help individuals and businesses. Mm -hmm. The individual aspect is usually along the lines of um, estate planning, maybe older clients who Mm -hmm. um, are planning on, you know, just preparing to exit their career want to make sure they have enough in retirement, want to make sure, you know, um, they're going to be able to just live out the rest of their days comfortably. Mm -hmm. Or clients who are trying to exit corporate America, because I did that, you know, Mm -hmm. I served 10 years. I say (laughs) serve. Selfishly. Yeah. (laughs) You did time? You did time in corporate. I did a bid. I did a bid. Yeah. Glad to see you free. um, Yeah. (laughs) But I also, you know, I help businesses just plan for whatever the next level is. Mm-hmm. Usually it's growth, you know, for a lot of my clients. If you're in business, you know, usually you're planning on expanding, growing, increasing revenue. So, you know, I just help them get to that goal. And it is a lot of analysis because before I can do that, I have to understand your business and find ways where you can improve your business. You know, and I work with, I don't work with any particular niche type business. I work with all different restaurants. I mean, I have a lot of contractors, like I said, trees, plumbing, painting, you know, everything under the sun. So just, you know, having someone to sit down who's unbiased and a financial expert, look at your business, understand your goals and direct you on how you can get to your goals. That's how I serve my business clients. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. So when this in this time of COVID, how are you how are are you seeing uh more of a rush or a decline in business with people, you know, some businesses took a loss this year. 
you know, like the restaurant industry. Yeah, this has been a this has been a tough year for me personally. This has been I've been I've been in business for next January. I'll be celebrating my 10th anniversary. And Mm. this has been the busiest I have ever been. Shout out to Trump. Shout out to Trump. (laughs) He's getting this going. I (laughs) I have not had a moment to breathe since January. Mm. Because remember, everything happened and then the deadline was extended to July. Yep. So it spread out tax season. Like usually I do tax season. After tax season, I'm like, you know, I work like, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I work like two, three days a week with my business clients after that. But I've been working nonstop. And then October 15th, I literally just had an opportunity to take a break because I've been trying to help my business clients, of course, get as much of that PPP money as possible Mm. so they can keep their doors open and pay their employees and keep their businesses running. So, you know, I had a lot of clients that were struggling because of the nature of their business and their business being closed. But by God's grace, to my knowledge, none of my clients have had to close their business. That's good. I do have, yeah, yeah, I do have some clients that decided to pivot and, you know, you know, pivot their business and kind of re-strategize and, you know, kind of start new businesses. But it was a, it's been a very challenging year for a lot of, for a lot of small businesses. But like I said, that's why I said having that relationship with an, with an accountant at Mm -hmm. the beginning helps because we, a lot of people don't know, but like, you know, these large companies, the larger companies, they could, you know, the banks were working in their favor, but the small mom and pop companies, like they needed their accountants to work in their favor because, I mean, nobody understood, you know, as a small business owner, you're trying to when you can open your business back up you don't mm-hmm. have time to read you know hundreds hundreds of pages of you know of new law to see how it can help you so that's when having an accountant to work on your behalf you know comes comes in handy comes in to benefit you yeah. so you know by god's grace most of my just all of my clients are still running their business you know to what extent you know it may not be the extent that they wanted it to. And then some people were able to um, grow during this time. Again, you know, depending on what you do, mm-hmm. you know, this has been a time for some people to grow their businesses. And that happens during a, I mean, it wasn't a, I don't know if it was officially a recession, but when, when things are down, everybody doesn't, Everyone isn't down. Some people, yeah. you know, right. elevate. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you, what did yeah. you think about, what do you think about the PPP loans? And you know what? Um, so <clears throat> what did I think about the PPP loans? Yeah, because I know a lot, of, a lot of people saying they were scams and this and that and the government's oh, getting oh. them. Oh, well, here's the thing. Initially, when the PPP loan rolled out, as an accountant, I'll say that I did not feel like it was really helping small businesses because the banks, like Bank of America, I mean, no, I don't want to call any names. Well, you know what, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The large banks, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, they help, I mean, you know, no more than 500 employees. That may not sound like a lot, but 
think about it like regionally, mm-hmm. you know, so if we're in Atlanta, you know, and the banks are going to help the companies who are larger, but what about the companies who the bakery down the street, yeah. those people were not getting money yeah. fast enough. So initially it upset me because I don't, I feel like it wasn't until the second round mm-hmm. that, um, most small businesses started getting, you know, their funds. And um, it was a lot of back and forth with the banks and accountants. I mean, like represent our clients. It was a lot of back and forth. So I, I did some people take advantage of. Of course, that's PPP. what everything. <laughs> that's what people are saying. But here's the thing I will say, you know, because I do pay attention to, um, you know, reality and all that stuff or whatever. And the difference with, you know, reality shows and our people, because I saw some of, you know, um, our people, especially in Atlanta or whatever, um, being (laughs) called out. The city of the world. Yeah, being called out. But it's because they were flashy. Because Mm -hmm. the the purpose of the loans were to cover payroll. Mm -hmm. So you, as the company owner, you have to pay yourself. Now, you're supposed to pay yourself a reasonable salary. So some of the things I didn't like about it is when they were calling out people like you shouldn't have gotten it. You should not have gotten it. You know, right. this, yeah, this money is, was available. And to tell you the truth, it's still available, even though they stopped um, the processing of the, um, of it. But I think they stopped it in August, but they still have, I want to say 135 billion dollars available. Wow. Still. So people so, can still apply for a PPP loan. Well, no, they closed the application oh, okay. process, but they may reopen it. You because know, there's still funds available. Depending on what happens in the next couple depending of on weeks. who's gets in there and wants to be greedy and still have money. <laughs> Baden. Oh, Camilla. Camilla, oh, not Camilla. Whatever her name is. Right. Camilla, not Camilla. Uh, she's not my first lady. Your first Camilla. lady's upstairs, and we know Thank that. you. Your first lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you think they you have to repay the PPP loans? Well, um, the there's a percentage that can be forgiven if it was uh-huh. used the right way. So, some companies, some of these big companies that got the money initially, what I will say is that some of them ended up giving it back once yeah. they mm-hmm. realized Didn't that Chris Ruth, yeah. Ruth, Chris or whatever it's called, Ruth Chris, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, once they realized that they were, there was a chance that they were going to be um, audited as far as how they spent the money. So, um, I, I mean, I feel like it was needed. You know, we needed Absolutely. something to keep businesses afloat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and how they spent the money is important. Mm-hmm. This money wasn't supposed to, think about it, if a business owner just kept the money and didn't actually, ended up laying off employees that also collected unemployment, mm-hmm. you know, that's unethical, you know, because that wasn't the purpose. The purpose is to keep employees on payroll so that they did not have to go to um, and collect unemployment. So, I mean, I'm happy that, I mean, this is the first time, you know, I think just about everyone can say this is the first time that anything like this has happened in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so we needed the government to do something. So the PPP loans, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know about all of that. Yeah. Girl, he's I mean, doing that on purpose. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Give him his props, man. He, he made America great. He made America 
economically great. Um, I disagree. I'm not going to get into politics. (laughs) Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. I do. But I do want to recall there was a period of time where gas was four dollars a gallon about 12 years ago. And then we had a new president who brought it down and the stock market was horrible. Mm -hmm. We had a new president who served eight years who made the stock market Terrific. So somebody she else knows came about her money. credit for it. But again, I don't want to get I don't want to get into politics, but her I knows about her money. Just She's do right. that little plug. So just because <laughs> someone talks more doesn't mean they're doing the and most. And it's a whole lot That's of shit that comes yeah. out of that pie hole yeah. of his. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's it as far as the PPP, you know. It was money for businesses to get, and you know those who needed it, you know. So, do you think it. we're going to go in a recession? Does it look that way? Well, um, it happens. Uh, recession happens about you know every eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. A recession is natural. Let's right. just put that out there. Right. If there's not a recession, it's something that's not natural. It's always a recession. You know, there's cycles. You know, mm-hmm. so is a recession going to happen? Yes, we're going to have several recessions. You know throughout the rest of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. It is time for a recession. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Economists are predicting it. It has nothing to do with politics. It's just time for it. Right. That's how the cycle runs. Yeah. When, when did they so, predict it for? You know? Do you know? But, that here's the thing, but here's the thing that I want to point out to, to people listening. Now, a recession, this may sound crazy, a recession is not exactly a bad thing. When I was younger, you know, in my 20s, I thought it was. But as, I mean, as get into I the money. Matured, yeah, as you get, yeah. So during a recession is what you do leading up to recession. If you're doing what you need to do, not overspending, not buying unnecessary Birkins or whatever <laughs> else people buy. Uh, you know somebody who buys a Birkin? <laughs> no, they got some money, money. Uh, that's uh, waste. Look, <laughs> I know people who shouldn't be buying Birkins and trying to buy it. Okay? Right. Okay. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so a recession is an opportunity. I mean, we had a, during, I'll just, you know, give an example. March, the stock market crashed, mm-hmm. crashed beyond crash, like the lowest of low. And billionaires were made during that time because people bought stocks. Mm-hmm. And that's what some of us were focused on. I mean, some of us could not, Those who knew. you know, believe. It was like Christmas Day or mm-hmm. like, you know, now that's what happened. So if a recession happens, don't be afraid of it. Just plan for it. Prepare embrace, for it. Embrace it. Embrace it. And, yeah. and be prepared. Be prepared to, you know, rise up during that recession. Don't let it bring you down. Right. So that's what I encourage my clients to do. Like, you know, live below your means mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. It's mm-hmm. always yep. a, a recession. That's when, that's, I plan on, that's when I plan on buying a house. I was, I was just about to say yeah. that. My biggest Definitely. mistake, I, well, I, I, I didn't know that there was a recession coming when I purchased my first house. I bought it a year before the recession. recession. And the, my value, mm-hmm. <laughs> the value of my home went down so low. People, I didn't realize, I didn't know what was happening. I was young. And people mm-hmm. who were in my neighborhood where people were just letting go of their houses, which also did not help the ratios. So when I went to sell my house, it was hard for me to sell high because the comp ratios were so low because people bought at 80000 for like 80000 less than what I bought for mine for. Mm-hmm. Made me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm trying, yep. I'm like, well, I bought it for 160 and they're like, oh, I bought it for 60,000. So I'm selling mm-hmm. it for 160. So I can't sell for any higher because the comp ratios were so right. low. So that's why when you said that, I'm like, yeah, my next house, the next purchase is going to be at a recession. I hate it for those who might lose out on it because it impacts people in different ways. People lose their jobs during recessions, you know? Um, and so then they can't afford to, to buy a house, but that's a perfect time for other people to go in and buy low. Mm-hmm. And just wait for it, the value to go back up. So yeah, you're yeah, right about buy low, that. And then eight years. Yep. It'll go up. Yep. Sell it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When the next recession hit. <laughs> it, yep. It's a trend though. Mm-hmm. They've been predicting this recession since what, the beginning of 2018 or something like that. So Yeah. And this is the year, yeah. right? Or is it the beginning of 2021? It's 20, I mean, Yeah, 2021, 22. But I will say this. Um, all the predictions were prior to COVID. Yeah. So I do feel like COVID accelerated um the recession so yeah. you know we probably are going to see it sooner than later mm-hmm. we just have to ride through it you know okay. look out for the stocks i gotta get prepared what yep. were they um what stocks were it? someone was telling me tesla about some stocks. was it tesla? And, uh, um the airline stocks too because they're kind of low right now because of the i don't know i know was tesla and i think it was apple split they did a split a couple apple of months split. ago finally yep, yep. Okay. And Tesla did too. And Tesla, okay. Yeah. yeah, so Tesla had dropped down to like 200 A per share? share. What? Yeah. What's name was 125. Apple was 125. Shut the front yeah, door. Yeah, we brought Apple. I, I, I wanted look. some Tesla, but now it's back up. Damn. It went right back up like a week later. Yeah. You know, after yeah. the split. So if you had money, it was the best time to it was buy. It time to buy. Tesla well, no. March and April was the best time to buy. How yeah. was it? Them stocks were cheap. In March and April. When- March, April, the stock market crashed. Oh, my and God. And that's Pennies. when, I mean, people literally made mil- thousands, millions. Damn. In Don't worry. Between March, again. April, and like July, August. So. You got to keep yeah, your eye on I, the price. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta do that. And, you know, what I tell people as far as investing in the stock market, like I used to have a threshold as far as how much I would spend per share. Mm-hmm. My threshold has increased. And, but a lot of the shares that I own are major companies, but when I purchased them, they were like less than $50. Yeah. So, but I didn't know how or what would happen. So if you're interested, you know, keep watching a company, but look for companies that are IPOs. Mm-hmm. Look for companies that are like, you know, that are buzz. Like Zoom was a good one. Yes. You know? Oh my gosh. I bet you yeah. TikTok was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before everything happened. Right. And um but TikTok, you know, I think they um your boy pissed them off. Record labels is picking up TikTok now though. Yeah. They signed yeah. Everybody's on TikTok. Hell, I yeah, everybody signed on. Did you? Yeah, don't I don't do post it. Don't anything. Do don't do it. I don't well, I only did it because I, someone people kept sending me videos. I'm like, I can't watch this stuff. But man, I don't. You got to hold your ground, baby. Integrity, man. You can't. No, no, no. Get on <laughs> I don't TikTok. post something on no TikTok. I know, I'm just saying, get off of it. You ain't need to be on there. And, and yeah. Right. And I was a you're woman. A 60, was, you're a 60 year old queen that don't need I'm to be on there. Do you see how they do this? Do you see how they do me? You cannot. Uh-uh, you can't do my friend. Like Somebody, that. Thank you. Somebody told me I look like I was 26 today, and I was like, thank you, girl. Facts. Okay. Facts. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Facts. Period. I mean, some people see things different. <laughs> You know what? Everybody sees life different. You are a hater. (laughs) Everybody sees life different. You are such a hater. You are a hater. No, but the the stocks, it's, it's, we were talking about that. Who was I? I was was talking to some of my, um, probably a nigga that said you look 26. You know what? Whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> buy some stock. No, someone was telling me about the airline stocks. Oh, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, so here's the thing: it depends on what your risk. And mommy, you can correct me. What your risk um, comfortability, if that's even a word, is mm-hmm. right. Some people are high risk stock people. Those are the seasoned people who drop thousands on stocks. Yeah, and then there mm-hmm. are people like me who's like. <laughs> I got two hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, and that's how she, that's how my <laughs> wife is. She she wants. I'm gonna buy uh, penny stocks. Like, yeah, you're not gonna make no money if you only buying it for a dollar twenty eight. Yeah, uh, she's not looking to turn it around anytime I, soon. If you're gonna do it, do it. I mean, go big or go you, home. If you a big banker, big no, wallet. I'm just saying, like you have the, we'll have the money, but then out of okay, so say when we brought Apple, we only brought two of them to share. Yeah, but we had enough to buy four or five. Yeah. Extra. You see what I'm saying? Like, spread the money around. To where? We ended up eating it. <laughs> we ended up spending the money going out to eat and vacations and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I would have been... rather put it in stock and yeah. just let it do what it do. Mature, yeah. 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 That's yeah. just me, though. So, that's a fighting battle in our home. Yeah. Like, well, let's yeah. stop doing these penny stocks and penny things and just do it big if we're going to. Some nice people dabble everything. in that. So, I mean, what do you well, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you about penny stocks, but. Well, penny stocks, um, I don't know anything about penny stocks. Um, I started investing fresh out of college at 22 years old. And um, to me, if it's a penny stock, it's not doing well. So why am I risking my little money on it? Because it's going to probably get listed and then you lose all your money. Yeah. So. Um, my strategy has always been as far as like how much you invest. That's what I wanted to talk about. So I'm always about budgeting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, January, my husband and I sit down and we go through how much we want to save to do X, Y, and Z, how many vacations we want to go on, mm-hmm. um, how much we want to invest, how much we want to save for each kid's college fund. So um, how much you have to invest doesn't have to be how much you have at that time. You can literally open up a brokerage account and just deposit money into that account. And then when you're ready to buy, you have the money there. So for instance, if you you know open up a Fidelity account, you can have $100 transferred from your checking account to your Fidelity account every month. At the end of the year, you have $1,200 to invest in stock. Mm. So that's the strategy I like people to think about because huh. nowadays, let me tell you, nowadays the the, the popular companies are expensive. Mm-hmm. The money I've made in the stock market was when these companies were not popular. Yeah, when they were basically about to go bankrupt. I own airline stock, but it was right before they basically got bailed out. You know. Yeah. So, like at this moment, I would not be buying Apple stock. I have Apple stock that I purchased. I don't even know when. I think I purchased it for like twenty dollars a share. What? I would not really, you know, suggest for someone who's entering the stock market. To look at Apple, don't look at Google. Those stocks will make you feel like investing in the stock market is unattainable to you. Yeah. And it's not. It's, it's attainable to anyone. It's just your strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, the penny stock, I don't play that game because I don't see the purpose. Here's the thing. If I'm going to invest in a company, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to 
like it or whatever. Mm. I'll give you a perfect example. I think I actually remember we, um, when was it? Um, Apple. I invested in Apple before I owned an iPhone because I heard that people were standing in line for hours to buy iPhones. Mm. I think at the time I had a Samsung and I'm dating myself because this was way, way back in the day. I oh, you young. You young, just like Nana. Yeah. You're hating. Yeah, yeah, so, you're not our yeah. friend, so she hangs with 20-year-old same age. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, Apple wasn't, literally their stock wasn't booming. Mm-hmm. And remember, Apple actually went down as a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was doing, you know, HP, Dell. So I didn't know what would happen. All I knew was that people were standing in line forever to buy this iPhone. So it must be something that, you know, may grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea where it would go. And Facebook, I invested in Facebook before I was actually on Facebook. Yeah. Wow. I didn't wow. like social media. Again, I didn't like social media. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the purpose of it was. And my husband was on it and everybody was on it. Everybody started talking about it. And for me, it was the most talked about social media platform. It was bad. And again, you know, MySpace, all those people. I didn't know everyone on MySpace, but literally probably everybody was on Facebook before mm-hmm. I got on it. And so I'm like, okay, you know, again, bought Facebook at like $18 because of what everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'll, the information I'll give to people. Don't try to chase the big stock now. Don't try to invest in Facebook now. Don't try to invest in, you know, Apple, Google, or whatever. Now, look at companies that are being talked about, research them, and watch out for the IPO. You can actually, if you have a Google account, you actually put in Google keywords so that you get a notification of the IPO of whatever company you're interested in. And when they're about to, because people think that, you know, oh, how do you know if a company is about to go, and I'm sorry, IPO is initial public offering Mm -hmm. to be able to purchase the stock, just in case somebody listening doesn't know that. But um, yeah, so that's when you want to invest. And people think that, you know, you have to be like deep in finance to know that. You don't. You can put an alert on your phone to know, you know, when they're about to go public and save your money and you'll have some money in your brokerage account. And that's when you purchase, you know, their stock. And um, this, the last couple of years, who did I did that? I did that with the rideshare companies, Uber and Lyft Lyft and, you know, Pinterest. We had a lot of good IPOs um, prior to COVID. So investing in the stock market is attainable for anyone and everyone. Yeah. You know, the strategy that I would suggest is to save, you know, set that money aside mm-hmm. where you cannot see it, mm-hmm. where you cannot access it. And a brokerage account is the perfect place because if it's already in your brokerage account, when you see a company stock go public, all you have to do is log in in the morning and you already have the money sitting there and you can purchase their stock. That's and very great investing advice. is a long-term game. I'll also say that. Yeah. Um, most people that build wealth in the stock market, are, they're not cashing out, you know, or yeah. if they're cashing out is to make major mm-hmm. life-changing, per, you know, purchases. Yeah, houses. I, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've cashed Properties. out since I've been investing. I've cashed out one time and it was actually to start my business. You know, I cashed out 
to start my accounting firm. And how is it, let me ask you this: How is it? How easy is it for you to cash out? Like, it, do you have to go through? Easy. Okay, you don't no. have to go through like a lot of getting papers signed and. No, okay. everything is digital. You is um, mm. investing is like if you do online banking, you can uh-huh. do investing. Mm. Um, I've been with Fidelity for years, and you just go in and you literally say, "I want to sell." all my shares of McKesson stock and they tell you how much you're going to get and they transfer the money into whatever checking account you have Mm -hmm. linked to. If you don't want them to transfer the money, they'll mail you a check. Mm -hmm. Um, Cashing out probably, I mean, it probably takes three days to get your funds if you're selling stock. But again, I will say that, um, yeah, I I only cashed out to start my firm Mm -hmm. I, that doesn't mean I haven't sold stock. I've sold stock, but I leave the money in there and purchase other stock. Other stock. Okay. So if I have a stock that's not performing well, I'll sell it, but I'm not going to sell it and take the money out because when you take Buy the money out, that's when it becomes a taxable transaction. Mm-hmm. And I want as little taxable transaction from my investing as possible. I, I don't like to that. Um, have, because it's unnecessary, you know, it's a long-term investing strategy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at least for me, some people may say, you know, they're, some people are day traders. They invest. That's what I was going to say. Are you a day trader? I'm not a day trader. I'm nowhere near a day trader at all. I okay. have three kids, a husband, businesses, <laughs> real estate. I have no time to day trade. Yeah. <laughs> I just watch the stock market. And again, like anyone else who can, who has a smartphone, they're able to watch it the same way I do. I log on to my um, brokerage account once a day, okay? Maybe at times twice a day, but I log on once a day, Monday through Friday. Nothing goes on Saturday and Sunday, so I don't even I don't even look at it Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, you just have to log on. You know, what you stock market? Have, what's is that an app for that? Well, uh, so I'm not um, promoting anyone. I'll just tell you. What I use, um, I use Fidelity, mm, okay. um, and you can open an account with them. Very easy. Probably will take you like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And they do have an app, very similar to your banking app, and you can see all of the stocks that you own. But you can also follow people that you're interested in, and you don't even need a stock. I mean, a brokerage firm for that. You have. I mean, I have iPhone and they have a stock um, app that's actually built into iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can just go in there and add the companies that you're interested in and you'll be able to see how they're performing, if their shares are going up or if they go down and they're on sale and you want to purchase, you mm-hmm. know. So I just I just check in like once a day, you know, make sure everything is. I check in once a day. I probably trade maybe once a week or once every two weeks. If something isn't performing, if something isn't making me money, I sell it. If yeah. something has, if a company has changed, if I heard, you know, a rent oh, some place. Ain't that inside trading? <laughs> we don't want none of that on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Right. Um, you a mess. <laughs> no, never that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like my freedom. All right. <laughs> okay. Orange is not yeah. my black, honey. Yeah, I can't yeah, be nobody's so, prison wife. That's pretty much it. You know, it's easy. It's attainable. You know, people 
um, just need to try it, you know, and yeah. get used yeah. to it. Spend more time, you know, you can do it while you're waiting for your coffee in the morning or mm-hmm. whatever else people do while you're working out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, the um, iPhone does have that um, stock app mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in there that you mm-hmm. can kind of look at. Yeah, I took mine off. I'm going to download it again. And I'm looking mm-hmm. up Fidelity right now. Uh-huh. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of being, I'm trying to build <laughs> generational wealth. That's what's up. You got a, a baby on the way too? Come on now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. But one I just, I just turned 22. That's a line okay. and a half. Okay. You're young dad. Okay. That's my second child. Do it. Do it. The first one's 16. Awesome. You can grow up. Okay. You literally are growing up with your kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The math don't add up, Mirror. The math don't add up. In my mind, it does. Okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know what? I think someone told me that the best thing that you can do for your kid is to start them up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, LLC uh-huh. in, in, in high school, ninth grade, pay taxes for the four years when they get out. You good? Yeah. And, you know, and also, um, Mama, what about like starting, um, what is it? Um, Back in the day, they used to do bonds. Uh, was it bonds for... Oh, bonds for kids. Bonds yeah, for kids, like yeah. That. Is that like still that. relevant or? Well, so bonds are still relevant. What I really like are funds because okay. funds are a mixture of different companies' stock. And so mm-hmm. think about it. Um, you can buy a fund like um, with a phone because we just said iPhone. You can buy a cell phone fund. Mm-hmm. So in that fund, you have shares of Apple, Samsung, LG. So it's like a mixture of stock. And they perform better and usually don't lose money, mm-hmm. but you it grows at a steadier pace. So I like funds for kids. And while we're on it, I also like um, 529 plans for kids. They are also places to save money, but you can also invest so it earns interest as well. Okay. 529 okay. plans. Yeah. Now, it was a, a site. Yeah, I think it was called Stocks something that you can invest. You can get your kids stocks. And okay. people, that's what we plan on doing with my son. Oh, yeah. People can yeah. donate towards that. Yeah. Instead of get doing, uh, instead shop. of doing, nah, we did a baby shower. Yeah. But instead toys. of doing gifts, toys, and yeah. stuff for Christmases, yeah. they're going to be able to buy stock. Yeah. I'm probably going to do yep. the first five years. Yeah. And we're going to try to keep them away from sugar. Those are my two big things that I want to do. Good. Yeah, my mom kept us away from how, sugar. Yeah, I'm going to see how long I can keep them yeah. away from sugar. Because mm-hmm. once he gets addicted to that, it's, it's a wrap. wrap. It's, it's like cocaine. Rap. It's a wrap. Worse it than is. cocaine. They say it's worse than cocaine. It is yeah. worse than cocaine. Yeah. I'm still rap. trying to break my addiction. Man, yeah. I just you had a ginger both. ale. Yeah. Mm. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I had to. Why? I didn't have to. We had cold water. I did. I know. You did have cold I'll have a... I'll have no, you're not water. getting no water no more. Nope. <laughs> Dang. Are you? Nope. That's so cold. Nope, nope, that's nope, cold. Nope, nope, nope. Man, wow. I can't get no water in your house. See how they do me? Wow. <laughs> you got any Look, other questions, Nana? No, I do not. Uh, is there anything else you want to educate us with, my mom? And promo yeah. your uh, website, your Instagram tags and all of that. Everything. We'll also include it in, your, in the description, but just go ahead and let the folks know. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we had a very um, great conversation. Oh, okay. I do want to give my um, individuals who are listening, Christmas is coming up. Don't overdo it. 
Oh, don't yeah. feel like you have to go into debt to buy Christmas gifts for anyone. I like to give, nope. if you haven't realized that I like to give percentages, <laughs> think about how much you bring home every month and do not spend more than 2% on Christmas gifts. Ooh. And hopefully you have that money set aside. Ain't nobody you don't have shit. it set aside. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> getting nothing. That's what I was like, oh, two percent. You know what? That's another way to save money too. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Love. Or you know, love. No, 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 no. But another way I like to suggest for those of us who, you know, like to give, if you have adults in your life, do um like a white elephant type of mm-hmm. giving where you're pulling names mm-hmm. so that you're not buying we do that. Everybody gives. adults in your we do family, that at our house. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, sister, mm-hmm. and brother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just like to, you know, Christmas is coming up. Don't overdo it. Don't feel like you have to just spend, spend, spend. Mm-hmm. And although prices got- are really good and really low, it's holiday shopping. So stick with it. Because believe it or not, most people spend more on themselves for Black Friday shopping than they do buying for everybody gifts. else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you go. What you buy a lot of wigs? No, no. Is that your wig sale yeah, day? I sure do. I mean, look, I have my alerts on. Ooh, this, so, this wig. No wig. No wig for yourself, Nana. Only tell wig. I'm Unless look, you're gifting a wig, don't buy it. Yeah. Look, I'm done. I, I bought my last wig a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> mm. I don't come here yeah. with no new bangs. Uh-oh. No more curly Not bangs. Bang. <laughs> we coming with ponytail and bangs. Ponytail and bangs. Hey, look, I switch it up. No, but that's a good. That's a very good advice. Yeah. We started yeah. doing white elephant in our family about ten years ago. Why is it called white elephant? I don't know. Where did that name come from? I don't know. I don't know. I have no, no idea. idea. I've, I've never, never heard, heard of that. that. So yeah, you pick names. You've never heard of White Elephant? Nah, I've never heard it called White Elephant. I've oh. heard of oh, picking what? names, but I've never heard it called White Elephant. <laughs> it's a Kentucky oh. thing, Mama. He's from Kentucky. Okay, Kentucky yeah, folks, don't, don't come get me. Right. There you have it. If y'all need the address, <laughs> don't tell them where I live. Please, please inbox don't. me. I will Do send you my no. address. No, but that's we've don't been doing. Don't burn up that. a wig shop. Don't please don't burn my wigs. <laughs> Anything but my wigs. Um, we started doing that because there's like 50 million of us, and by the time you finish buying for mom, dad, sister, brothers, their kids, the spouses, mm-hmm. you'd be like, God dang. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Why don't we do a white elephant? Everybody picks a name. You put the limit. Yep. You know, you put three items on there that you like, and um, everybody's $100 or less. Yep. Period. There you go. There you have it. They, Period. Uh, they, only the kids get individual gifts because, you know, they're like three or four. But even That's what then, y'all need to stop. <laughs> we do need to stop need that. To stop. We do need to stop that. I think this year I'm going to maybe do some was 529s or whatever for my, my godchildren and my yeah. nieces and nephews. Uh-huh. You know, because they don't need any more clothes. Exactly. They don't need toys any more they toys. They don't they they already have iPads and tablets mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, we gotta stop doing that. We gotta we start do. we we gotta start building the wealth when they're younger so that they understand yes. the value of it and they are set up for success. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. You That's know? why I'm getting into stocks. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna become a day trader. I got time. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what's up. I'm 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 trying to find the fidelity. Ain't that who you said? Yeah, fidelity. Yeah, fidelity. Yeah. Just it's this fidelity banking because it's yeah. Um, it probably says fidelity investment. Investment. Okay, yeah. got you. I'm yeah. there. I'm mm-hmm. on it. Yes. Well, this has been a very, very great conversation. Yes, it has. Plug your Instagram. Where can they find you? So they can find me. My firm's website is 
mlnaccounting.com. My Instagram is mlnaccountingtax. My Facebook, if you're still on Facebook, is mlntaxservice. And I also have a YouTube channel where um, I talk about finance and just balancing balancing life, motherhood, and being an entrepreneur. And my YouTube channel is Mrs. Balance Sheet. Mrs. Balance Sheet. Yep. Yes, that's That's what's up. That is what's up. Thank you so much, Maima. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yes, we appreciate it. We've had so much fun with you. Thank you. Um, And we will definitely be looking you out. MLN Accounting. Mary Luke Nancy. Mary Luke, yes, Mary Luke Nancy, yes, M L N, Mary Luke Nancy, yes. And what are you on YouTube? I'm going to look you up now. I'm on YouTube as Mrs. Balance Sheet. And as Sheet, like S H E E T. Nice. There she is. (laughs) He's looking you up as we speak. Hey. That's what's up. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. All appreciate right, you. guys. All, All right. right, guys. All right. I'm good. Yes, right. take care. Later. Okay, bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. And there we have it. Yes, that was amazing. That was great. I you, needed that. Yes, I needed that break. money talks, man. We got to keep having these money conversations. Please go follow her. Yes, uh, please do. Please, please do. Um. I'm going to repeat her, um, all her social medias. Um, let me see here. I have it here in front of me. So on, let's see, website is mlnaccounting.com. That's Mary, Mary Luke, Luke Nancy. Nancy. Yep. Accounting.com. Instagram is mlnaccountingtax. Facebook is mlntaxservice. And YouTube is Mrs. Balance Sheet. That's M-R-S Balance Sheet. So definitely check her out. My and I go way back. Um, known her over Couple 20 years. years. Over 20? Over 20 years. I met her when I was six. <laughs> um, okay. But so I'll just 26? Say, yeah. I am 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that was her in the background. That was her in the background. Yep. Subscribe. Yep. Subscribe. Yeah, let's get her subscribers up. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Get her over a thousand so she can start monetizing YouTube. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Let's, let's, she's at 700. Yeah. See if we can get her over a thousand. Please follow her on YouTube. Yes. And get her monetized, get some money. Yep. Follow her on Instagram. Residual income. Yes. Facebook, all of that stuff. Let's, let's, uh, let's support, support, support. She's really good. You know, as you could tell, she loves what she, she, she actually literally, Loves numbers. Yes. She loves I'm gonna have numbers. To go have a talk with her. I'm I can't, I don't, I, that is not my strong suit. So I definitely dig people who are, you know, great at numbers and mm-hmm. percentages and mm-hmm. can turn all that stuff around. So, yes, appreciate her for coming on. She got something how to make money fast during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. She's an investor, you know, properties, the stock market, as she mentioned. So she knows what she's talking about. I'm a tester. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? That is it. Until next time. One queen. One king. <laughs> <laughs> one queen, one king. Without BG. We are out. Yeah. And we're out. Until Peace. next time.